You may be wondering, who is this person who is not Christina, but sounds mysteriously similar and intriguing? Well, I'll tell you who I am after some amazing ukulele. I am Lizzie Cantor's Christina's little sister. As you may or may not know, Christina is currently traveling in style in Vietnam, seeing the sights, immersing herself in the culture, but mostly just avoiding traffic, from what it seems. So, Chris made the excellent decision of letting her little sister, aka me, take over the responsibility of giving you some guidance and helpful tips on how to stand out, get noticed, and be a better communicator. I feel like I'm the least qualified person to be giving tips on good communication due to the fact that practically my entire life and still to this day, I was told I am a crap communicator, followed by don't bother applying for management positions because you need to be able to speak well and lead people to do those jobs. Ouch. The thought of public speaking or putting anything I do out in public absolutely terrifies me. Difficult conversations scare me. Meeting new people is also pretty scary. However, a few days ago when Christina asked if I wanted to fill in for a podcast episode, I jumped at the the opportunity. I was like, yes, the perfect opportunity for me to embarrass myself publicly. Yay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Anyway, today I'm not going to give you that amazing tip that's going to get you that new job or ace your presentation or show you how to deal with passive-aggressive people like how I used to be. Or maybe I will. Instead, I'm going to talk to you a bit about Christina and how mean she was to me growing up. Nah, (laughs) I'm also going to give you the top five things I've learned about communication. Some from Chris, some from other people, and mostly from my experiences. This podcast is for anyone who thinks that they weren't born with natural communication skills and charisma. So if that's you, then I hope some of the lessons I talk about today will help you like they helped me. Okay, so when Chris and I were kids, there was a story that our dad used to love saying at dinner parties. Little Christina would be chatting away as usual, and dad would say, Christina, you were such a little chatterbox. Chris would then say, no, I'm a big chatterbox. Laughs would then follow, ha ha ha, so cute and funny, Christina. And I'll just be sitting on my high chair with spaghetti smushed around my face, not really paying much attention. But growing up, truth be told, Chris was an awesome big sister. We played together all the time, and she always looked out for me, I think. Everywhere she went, I wanted to be right next to her, because I looked up to her. She was confident and fun, and I was the shy one. A grown-up would ask, Elizabeth? Which is my full name. I don't really respond to it anymore. Hello, Elizabeth. How old are you? And then Chris would reply, She's four and I'm six and I like to do stuff. Or something like that. So we worked well together. She liked talking and I liked letting her talk for me. Life was so easy. I never thought this would actually cause me so much trouble in the future. So anyways, when Chris was in high school, she was a dancer. An A-grade student. She always got leadership positions, sports captain, form leader, school leader, etc. I always secretly wanted to have a leadership position, but of course, I never did. During boring school assemblies, listening to boring speeches made by boring people, most students would usually sleep in their chairs. 
But whenever Chris would stand up and make a simple announcement about choir rehearsals or something like that, she would turn the would-be boring announcement into, like, a hilarious performance. She'd, she'd turn it into a poem or something like that and get everyone awake again and sitting upright in their seats. This is what Chris loves to do. Chris was the gold star child at home and in school. I, on the other hand, got noticed by teachers for wearing the wrong shoes and drooling on my work. Like lots of brothers and sisters, we are the complete opposites. And I know that ever since you started listening to this podcast, the one question you've been asking yourself every week has been, I wonder what it would be like to be Christina's little sister. Well, now you probably have a good idea. Apart from making me look bad with her awesomeness all the time, she is an awesome sister to have, and I wouldn't want her any other way. Don't worry, this episode isn't all going to be about Chris and how amazing she is. I'm actually going to tell you a story that has some very valuable lessons in it that has actually changed my whole life. And it's how I changed from being the shy and quiet, terrible communicator to now being more confident, more able to get what I want out of life, and now actually being told that I'm a great conversationalist. Hmm. It wasn't easy, but I want to share with you how I changed. I'm going to fast forward to 2014. Or back. Christine has decided to quit her architecture job and fly around the world to meet podcasting legends and escape the 9 to 5. I, on the other hand, am depressed, lonely, and working at the factory in Melbourne. My passion for snowboarding and partying around the world has been crushed by the dark, shadowing realisation that I am broke and I now have to be responsible, grow up, get a normal job, and live a normal life. One day, Chris gave me a pass for three months of free coaching from a happiness coach called Natalia Dewiani. She was actually interviewed by Christina in episode 57, called Connection, Presence, and Positivity, the happiness coach, Natalia Dewiani. If you haven't listened to her, I suggest you do. She's a rad lady. What the hell is a happiness coach, you ask? Yeah, listen to it and find out. Anyways, Chris said I needed happiness coaching more than she did. Thanks, Chris. Thank goodness I finally decided to give it a crack, instead of going into complete self-destruct mode, because Nat completely changed my life. She helped me believe that I can actually have everything I want out of life if I just believe I can do it and then go for it. Over three months, Nat said I should come to one of her workshops, where I had in... I had to introduce myself to a circle of strangers to talk about my feelings. My heart was pumping, and all I could was able to say was, Hi, my name's Lizzie. But it was terrifying. But after that experience, my confidence grew. Sometime after, I was lying on the couch at home listening to an episode of Christina's first podcast, Presentation Skills for Design Students. Mum had turned it up to max volume so you could hear Chris's big voice booming as if she were actually yelling in my face and not on the other side of the world. I wasn't really listening to it until I heard the words, communication is a skill that can be learnt. And I was like, oh my God, how could nobody have ever told me this? I mean, maybe I had heard it in some stage in my life, but I probably wasn't listening or I just didn't believe it or whatever. So this was the biggest lesson I ever learned from Christina. Communication is a skill that can be learnt. From that moment on, I decided I will be a great communicator. Next thing, I met with Nat and I told her, Nat, I want to be a great communicator. I'm going to start a podcast teaching people how to be great communicators. (laughs) 
What an idiot. Christina's already doing that. Duh. I don't like to admit that that was what I was planning to do, but I think I actually told Christina at the time, and she was like, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Anyways, the next great lesson I learned was from Nat. Nat taught me about positive affirmations. Positive affirmations are statements which affirm something to be true. The theory is that if you keep saying something over and over again, your subconscious mind will eventually believe it and it will come true. Silly, right? So I reluctantly created some affirmations. I was thinking to myself, what are these stupid affirmations? I'm going to sound like an idiot. What if someone hears me? The first day, I look at the post-it notes on the mirror. My head's down. I'm only able to whisper the words. I'm confident. I'm a great communicator. I'm a good listener. I'm easy to talk to. Along with other non-communication affirmations like I'm reliable, responsible, smart, happy, etc. The next day, I was able to say it a little louder. And the following day, a little louder still. Soon enough, I was walking half an hour to lake every morning and shouting, I am confident! As loud as I could. It felt pretty awesome to do. And I believed it too. But, like Tony Robbins says, if you have weeds in your garden, you can't just stand there with your eyes shut and your hands over your ears saying, there are no weeds, there are no weeds, there are no weeds. You have to take action. So the next lesson that I learned from my experience is practice, practice, and practice even more, even more practice. To practice communication, I started talking to people. I made a challenge for myself to talk to at least one stranger throughout the day, learn about them, and then write as much as I can remember about them at the end of the day. This would force me to listen and remember what they say. It was scary as hell, but I forced myself to make eye contact with someone, smile and say, hello. I would then try to continue the conversation and learn about that person. Because I knew I would have to write about them later, I always remembered their name. I would ask them questions about themselves, and I'd actually listen. I found it was quite easy to hold a conversation with anyone, because I realized that if I was actually listening to what they were saying... Finding an appropriate response just came naturally. Conversations just started to click. Had I never before really been interested in people enough to talk or listen to them? Maybe I was so worried about what to say next that I didn't even listen to what the person was actually saying. I ended up making lots of unusual friends. Can't have too many of those, right? (laughs) Which reminds me of another important lesson I learned. Let's call it lesson number 3.5. Everyone's got a story to tell. People are interesting. Moving on with more practicing. Nat invited me to a free public speaking workshop with her. I agreed thinking to myself, I'm now a great communicator. I'm going to kill this speaking thingy. So I went along and it was at Hub in Melbourne with about 20 other people there. The lady hosting the event told us to separate into groups of four and one person would stand while the other three sat and the person standing would have to speak about anything they wanted for just one minute. Most of the people in my group said their names and why they wanted to get better at public speaking. When it was my turn, I stood up. My face went bright red. I gripped my empty water glass, and my eyes started tearing up. I didn't say anything 
for the whole minute, while the others just looked at me with a, oh, poor you thing, look on their faces. The next round was two minutes, and again, the same thing happened. Red face, tears, silence, sad looks from my audience. The third round was even worse. Three minutes. It may not sound like much, but it's a lifetime to have people staring at you. Again, red face, teary eyes. But this time, I think I blurted out something about me being gay. Anyways, I walked out of that meetup feeling like a total failure and regretting ever going into it. I almost decided to take up smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol again. I'm never going to be good at this, I thought. But then... Nat took me out for dumplings, and we laughed about it. Lesson 2.5. Dumplings and laughter fixes everything. I like that one. The following week, I moved up to Falls Creek to spend another season snowboarding in the hills. In an attempt to distract myself from partying every night, and because of my quest to become a better speaker, I decided to set another challenge for myself, to catch the first chairlift every day of the entire season. Then film it with a GoPro, make a video, and post it on YouTube to prove that I actually did it. Then I'd have to wake up early every morning so I wouldn't be able to stay up late every night, and I'd be able to watch and critique myself speaking on video. The first episode was super scary. I wasn't able to say a word. I just fast-forwarded the whole video with a song in the background. I thought, who wants to see this? Nobody. This is crap and embarrassing and stupid but I uploaded it anyway. The next day, I did the same thing. This time, I was able to look at the camera and say a couple of words like, hi, and, uh, yeah, hmm, hmm. The next day, I said some more words, then more, then more, then more. Soon, I was having full-blown conversations with random people on chairlifts, laughing and chatting about how their holidays were going and other stuff. Every day, I had to watch myself on video most of the time cringing at the stupid things I say and how awkward I was. One of the biggest lessons I learned was that filming myself and watching it back was one of the best ways I learned to become a better speaker. I can't recommend it enough to anyone. After an entire winter season, which is four months here in Australia, I became pretty good at speaking. If anyone wants to see the show, it's a YouTube channel called Snowrise, the Falls Creek Morning Show. I'll chuck it in the show notes or whatever podcasters do. So finally, I have one last lesson that I learned from my experiences, and it is to never stop practicing, aka keep talking to people. The reason why I say this is because after the season, I decided to stay up in the mountains and live by myself. Actually, I had a friend with me for a while, but mostly I was by myself. And I cut myself off from social media and didn't really talk to anyone. I thought I was good at communicating enough that I didn't have to practice anymore. So I stopped talking to people. This, I now realize, was not the best idea. Because when I moved back to the city, I had to regain my confidence at talking to strangers again. Which, it turns out, I actually enjoy doing. Who would have thought? So here we are in 2016. One year later, and Christina has asked me to fill in for her for one of her podcasts. While one of the first things I thought was, what have I got to say? What would anyone want to know about me? Without me even saying anything yet, Chris says, 
Lizzie, you've learnt some lessons. You've got some good stuff to say. Alas! Another lesson Chris just reminded me of. Just something I actually learnt from Nat, the happiness coach. And that's... Um, a person's pain is their greatest gift to others. Yeah. My pain being me believing for so long that I'll never be a good communicator and my gift to others being able to tell my story and find some lessons that may be of value to others. So there is my story on how I turned from being communication retarded to being communication competent. A whole lot of challenges, a whole lot of forced, awkward and embarrassing situations, but a whole lot of awesome lessons along the way. I'll sum up the main lessons I learned. They are lesson number one, believe that communication is a skill that can be learned. Lesson number two, do affirmations. Lesson number 2.5, eat dumplings and laugh a lot. Uh, Lesson number three, that's to practice. Lesson number 3.5, everyone's got a story to tell. Lesson number four, film yourself speaking and play it back. Seriously, do it. It helps. Lesson number five, never stop practicing. And and there was a lesson number six on the end, so I could change the uh, episode title, but I won't. A person's greatest pain can be their greatest gift to the world. These lessons have changed my outlook on people, communication, and life. I hope they can help you too if you choose to utilize them. I know this is one of Christina's favorite quotes, but I'm pretty sure it was my favorite quote first, so I'm going to say it again. It's a quote from Stephen R. Covey, who wrote the awesome book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he says, to know and not to do is really not to know, which I translate to, you can consume as much information as you want to better yourself, but if you're not going to put in the practice, you may as well have not even read it in the first place. I hope you have a glorious day and you are wearing the appropriate clothes for the weather, and don't forget to tell all your friends to subscribe to my awesome sister's podcast, Stand Out, Get Noticed, and sign up for our online course about having great conversations. Bye. (laughs) 